but we are joined today by Bree, our friend who was previously on the podcast. So if you missed her lighthearted and funny episode, go back to one of our earlier episodes. We played Never Have I Ever with Bree. And today is just a little different. <laughs> yeah, and I think before we dive into it, this is a trigger warning for we're going to be talking about eating disorders, disordered eating, and something I think a lot body of people image. struggle with. Yeah, body image. So um, if that is triggering for you, end the episode now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Free. Hi. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, I think you can relate to so many people with your story with kind of how you've struggled with body image. As we said, we all probably can relate on some level, especially girls. Um, but, you know, you kind of fell into that category of unhealthy, but passing is how you kind of described it. Yeah. I guess I'll just go kind of like give an overview. Yeah. Yeah. What happened. Um, so... For as long as I can remember, I always had really bad body image. Like from elementary school, I used to not, I used to tell my parents when I was, I don't even know how young, um, but like in elementary school, that I couldn't wear shorts because I had fat thighs. In elementary, in elementary school? And I was like a twig. Yeah. And I don't know where it came from because there's a lot of like eating disorders or body image issues. You know, like textbooks will kind of explain there's certain things that can make you more likely to have an eating disorder, but I don't know exactly what it was in my childhood that like, triggered this, but I had a very distorted view of myself. Right. Um, How old were you? Elementary school? Was, you're so what? young. Like, you know, like, yeah, I felt younger than 10 years old. Yeah. I think, and I don't, yeah, I don't, it was even before I was developing, and I remember, like, I kind of developed early, like, I started getting boobs when I was in fourth grade and I used to like refuse to wear a bra because like I just it made me feel like bad about myself but so that's kind of where it started and then it's been like that for as long as I can remember and I went through high school um well first of all when I was in elementary school and middle school I would put my breakfast at the end of the treadmill and run and like 10 Physically on the treadmill? Physically on the treadmill, I put a roll. And I know, so I, I moved houses when I was 12, so I know that it was at my old house. This was earlier than okay. 12 years old. I would put the food on the treadmill, like a, a roll, and I would run. And that would be like my motivation to work out, and then I would let myself eat. And I used to restrict carbs, again, like pre-12 years old. Um, and I would do 100 crunches every single day. And I had 12, yes, and I had a legitimate eight pack, which was 
I got so much positive feedback for that because, like, you don't right. know, it's not every day. He's like a 10 year old <laughs> with an eight pack. Wow. Um, and yeah, I, people would compliment it and it just like further fueled this, you right. know, and I became obsessed with being fit. Um, and then I, you know, we moved into our, our other house and I stayed at the same school, but I started high school and I was obsessed with my body, but I kept like, I was definitely an early, again, like developing very early and I was getting like hips and like just things that like my body started to change in a way that made me really uncomfortable. Right. Um, and I had a health issue. I had like some issues like, um, with like, what's it called? Like intestinal issues. And so I used that as an excuse to like actually cut out carbs and eat like a low carbohydrate diet. Right. Um, and those issues run in my family, so it wasn't seen as, like, me doing anything bad, but I lost. I had restricted and restricted it in high school, and then when I did that, I actually, like, got so thin that I lost my period. So it started out as a good thing. I resolved the health issues. Like, I lost, like, five pounds. It was no big deal. Um, or no big deal, in quotes. But by the time I got to my senior year of high school... I, like, kept restricting to the point that I lost too much weight, and I stopped getting my period. Wow. And that's where I'm, like, in my mind, like, that's where the eating disorder began, but it's in the sense of I finally started realizing I had a problem. Right, right. But, like, this was a long time coming. It I was just, a wake-up call. Yeah, and back to what you said, Kate, about, like, kind of falling under the threshold. There are so many people who go their whole life not they're they're not sick enough to go to a therapist or to go to a treatment facility and get help, but they're struggling with body image and they're restricting. And I'm lucky I lost my period because I don't know. I, this probably would have just continued um, had you not had right. that. I agree. I feel like so many people, like so many people, men and women, honestly, struggle with unhealthy eating habits and unhealthy eating habits and even unhealthy exercising habits and un unless they have like a legit because even you hear like like I feel like I I know people who've been like oh my god yeah like I wasn't eating and then like I fainted and I was like okay I need to eat something like mm -hmm. like you don't uh, unless you're restricting to a point where something happens like you lose your period you pass out like you're having other health issues like you think, oh, I'm being healthy. Like, oh, I'm like you think. Right. It's, you think it's fine. You think you're not doing any damage to your body. Right. I remember. There's like so many different moments, and I'm sure they'll come up through, throughout this interview. From the time of having the eating disorder, like that, are just burned in my memory. Yeah. Of like either things that like helped me or hurt me more, and when I was in, I was a junior in high school, and my parents got one of those inclined treadmills. Mm -hmm. And that was like when they were newer. That was, yeah. I had never seen one before. And I remember, I'm four foot 11, or four foot 10 and three quarters, really. So like, <laughs> I was the only person in my family who could put the incline at the highest that it went and not hit my head on the ceiling. I'm done. So I forget, it was like a, I, I don't remember what the incline was, but it was like insane. It was very steep. I would run on like a, I think it was like a 40% incline, because it was like just before, like, what? it was very steep. And you're talking about your head hitting the ceiling, so, yeah. and you're very small. And I so. remember I burned like, 
almost 500 calories in like that one workout. Wow. And I like laid down on my bed because I felt so lightheaded and like, right. like, whoa, I can't believe I just did that. And also I had never worked out that hard before. And then it became like an addiction. Mm, and yeah. I got to the point where like every time I got on the treadmill, I had to burn that amount of like four to 500 calories, which is so not okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, especially when you're in high school, I'm still developing. Like I wasn't, you know, like I needed nourishment from my food. I, I, right. Yeah. And when you're like already depriving yourself, like when you're already depriving yourself, right? Why is like, and then on top of that, like working out so hard and in terms of working out, doing like excessive cardio and right. fat burning and calorie burning, it's like your body is like holy shit. <laughs> like, so what? it sounds like you consistently operated at a calorie deficient level like you were always calorie yes the summer that I lost so I lost my period or my last period I remember is August 14th um the I guess 2014 it was a month before I started college yeah I was gonna say and I remember I got my period the morning of I was getting a colonoscopy because I wasn't pooping and I was convinced was my that parents that I had a problem. Yes. If you don't eat, you don't shit. Right? right. Like nothing. But I was co- convinced that I had, I really, I, I was hoping I had like an intestinal issue where I'd have to and it was restrict more. Right. Um, and like, you know, stuff does run in my family. So they were scared and they got me a colonoscopy and nothing was wrong with me. But I remember that morning I got my period. It was late. And then after that, I never got it again. And I was a very low weight. And the doctor even said um, at the consultation before the actual colonoscopy, he's like, you've lost a significant amount of weight. Wow. I was like, that's not it. I was like, I have a problem. Um, were your <laughs> parents or, like, your sister, like, you're getting really skinny, like, you're, like, or even, like, sitting at dinner. Like, obviously, it's, I think that's another thing, too. Like, I think for a lot of young. Young. Like, I think for a lot of women, because I've been felt feel like I saw it a lot in college because none of we didn't have our parents there to watch what we were eating and like or to notice things like habits like that exactly and I think like when you're not home and you're not with your like your parents are gonna say you're working out for two hours a day like what's going on or you're not eating you're like you're not you're not finishing your dinner like think I think some parents don't and I think some parents do like like did your parents say like did they notice or not really? Because yeah. you're also lit, little, so, like... That's what it is. Well, and you were passing, so, like, you did fall under the radar, is what it sounds like you were saying, and also you were blaming your weight loss on this possible right. issue that does run in your family. Right. It was very convenient. But, no, my, my parents and my sister knew something was up. That So that summer, I... That's when it, like, became most severe, obviously, because then I lost my period. Um, but I remember I was – I went every – okay, sorry. I would work out, and I was counting calories. I had this memory, again. It's, like, one of those things that are burned in my mind. I went out to I, – I worked at a camp, and we went out with camp counselors after camp, and we got burgers. I was like, fuck, I have to eat. Right. Because I didn't want to be weird. So I got a burger and fries and I ate. I don't know what I ate, but I like 
backtracked so that I got home and worked off the entire meal to like net out. Yeah, net out. So you knew. And then like that to me, that was like the when it got really severe. Yeah. When you were in it though, what was your mental state? Like, yeah, like did you you're know? saying this now? Did you know? Were you like aware, like, wait, this is like this might be a problem? I think you when you're in it, you don't realize, realize it. Like I never I think I knew mm-hmm. from because I was there was people around me that were concerned, but in my head I had hated myself so much my whole life that I mean, listen, I was, I'm not going to say the weight because I don't want to be triggering, but I had reached a really sickening number on the scale, and it was the first time I had ever been that thin, and I was, like, living on a high from it. Wow. wow. Like, I would have, I, the, my going away party for college, I kept away, going, running upstairs to weigh myself to make sure that I stayed Going into school. Save that weight because I was obsessed with being that weight. So, like, I would, like, eat a sandwich, run upstairs, and weigh myself. Like, so stupid, but I was riding on a high that I don't think I thought about, like, this is a problem. Right. Well, and it sounds like, I mean, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like it was was more than just, like, how you physically looked and a lot about, like, the number on the scale. Right. It was, it was definitely about a number which... Even at that number, I was miserable. Like, right. I wasn't happy. I was not enjoying life. Right. Um, but I was a number that I wanted to be at. That's what I always find that, like, so interesting. And I think it's, like, another conversation that you can get, like, we can get into. But, like, the whole concept of, like, scales and weighing yourself. Because, like, I just think it's, like, the number on the scale doesn't depict the way you look. Like, there's so much that goes into it that number and like like I never I feel like growing up there were just more like first of all I I mean it was at my parents house and they had a scale and I think when you're growing like you weigh yourself because you're you almost have to you almost have to growing yeah like I feel like it's just like I remember going from like being so little to like gaining you would gain weight so quickly like over a year especially like as girls like when you go through puberty like your body changes but I feel like once I remember one of like my roommates in college like one year had a scale in our room and I really didn't like it like I was like I remember one time I went into her bathroom because I wasn't even in my bathroom and I weighed myself and I was like what the am I doing like because I've never been one to like look at the number because I'm more like there's definitely times where I've looked in the mirror and I'm like I don't like the way I look but that's always what I think I would like focus on I have to focus on that because I know I like I can remember times from even like childhood like getting on scales and like feeling shitty right but like if I had never done that like it's not like I was upset with how I looked in my jeans right and I'm sure today even like similar like I will not have a scale right like that's why I feel like it's really like scales are very triggering for a lot of people and like I know girls who go to Women who go to the doctor and, like, when they go for their physical, they're like, don't tell me the weight. Going back to um, your period loss. Yeah. I want to, like, kind of talk about that for a second because I'm sure you're not the only person that's lost their period. I mean, women struggle with their period for multiple, multiple reasons. But for you specifically, how did you realize that you had lost your period? Like, was it just 
couple months went by, or it was just that one month you And did you it? know you lost it because you were not eating and excessive? Because that's another thing too, it's, it's, it's food restricting, but excessive exercise also makes you right. right. So, well, the first thing I'll say is I'm not athletic. Right. But I got my period when I was 12 for the first time. So, so I was you got it young. Young, and it was always regular. Like I never, oh, some okay. girls, they get, they get it and then they don't get it for three months. Yeah. I was very regular. Oh, so, okay. I was not. Yeah. So the, that last period I had gotten before the amenorrhea started, which is like the, it's like the, what, it, yeah, what is amenorrhea? Amenorrhea is the loss of a menstrual cycle. I believe it's for three oh. or more months. So once you've lost it for three or more months, then like you would get that diagnosis. Oh, okay. usually okay. You know, goes along. I mean, you can get amenorrhea for a number of reasons. Right. It's it's definitely a side effect of an eating disorder. Um, but so that period, that last period I had gotten before it started, was late, which already you know like because you were so it, it already concerned so me. Well, I shouldn't say concerned because I did wasn't really worried about it. I was more concerned about how I looked, but I knew something was not right. And then I went to college and just, it never came. Like, I think, I don't think I realized though right away, probably five or six months went by and I was like, okay, like, oh wow, five or six months. Well, because I was partly in denial. Right. right. So I wasn't really looking for it. And then, and then I started to get scared mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, I, this is weird now. And did you did your mind go to like this is probably happening because of yeah deep down I knew and every doctor I went to would be like you have to gain weight and I would be like can I gain muscle and they're like no you have to gain fat and I, like I I was in full blown denial right and that was actually I didn't even start seeking out real help um, in terms of like like medical help to get my period back until a year later but like. When I turned 18, I just started going to therapy for the first time in my entire life, which is like kind like of talk therapy. Yeah. Cause I come from a very traditional family. So yeah, like, it just wasn't like really a thing. thing. Like today it's a lot more accepted, but right. like, it you wasn't so like, I feel like I grew up in a pretty traditional household too. And like the only reason therapy was introduced is because my parents got divorced right? and it was recommended. Right. Like if you don't have a legit reason. If something didn't happen like that in my life or my family, I don't think I would have been introduced as young as I was. Right. Uh, Except for today. Like you said, it's way more, people are just more educated about like the benefits of therapy. Yeah. Right. Whereas like when we were growing up, especially if you came from like a more traditional household, it wasn't like, brought into the house. Yeah. And I also, think, I also think, like, when we were growing up, like, mental health wasn't as much of a discussion. Like, it not wasn't, like, now. Like, like, for instance, you said, like, you went to therapy because your parents got divorced. Like, that's a concrete it, that's event. Insane. Like, someone loses a parent, they go to therapy. Someone loses something, they go to therapy. But, like, someone has anxiety, someone has depression, someone has an eating disorder. Like, these are all, like, mental health issues that, like, I don't think when we were growing up it was, like, therapy's the answer to... Like, right. Well, when I was younger, I would I would tell my parents, like, I'd be, like, wired at night, like, laying there, and I'd be, like, I can't sleep, like, my thoughts won't stop. But, like... Wow. And they definitely knew that wasn't normal, and, like, anxiety does, like, run in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the answer wasn't go to therapy. Right. right. It was, like, okay, like, just lay there, like, count sheep, whatever the hell they told me to right. do. Right. Whereas and, now, yeah. if I think any, if 
my kids said that to me, I think I'd be like, all right, maybe we should talk to somebody. Yeah. So when you did start going to therapy, were you, like, honest with your therapist about, like, why was the reason why you wanted to go to therapy? Was it, like, about the eating disorder? No, you still weren't, like, I want to, like, I'm ready to kind of move on from this and, like, try it. I started going um, when I was 18, around the time that um, that I lost my period. I had also gone through a breakup, and it was very amicable and like mutual. So it wasn't it definitely impacted me a little bit, but it wasn't like, distressing. Like mm-hmm. that was not the reason that I. I don't think that was the reason I lost my period, but that boyfriend was like, you should go to therapy. Like, he knew something was wrong, that we broke up. But I, 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 um, that's, so that's kind of like, I guess what pushed me to go for the first time. Because hating yourself is very distressing. Right. So, like, I, I definitely was, like, distressed all the time. And I knew I was depressed. Like, I would lay in bed. Because I would go to bed really early and, like, not want to get out of bed in the morning. Because that meant I would think about food. You know? Right. And I couldn't sleep through the night. So sometimes I'd have to go and get, like, a spoonful of peanut butter in the middle of the night just to, like, soothe me back to sleep. Because, like, right. when you're not, you don't release the right hormones for sleep if you don't eat. Right. Like, you need serotonin to produce melatonin. And serotonin comes from food. And also, like, from carbohydrates, which I was right. severely restricting. Right. So I couldn't sleep. And I, those things impacted my mental health, which made me want to see seek out help. But not, I did not want help for the eating part. Right. So so interesting. You categorize eating disorders in the mental health category? Yes. Yeah. Eating disorders are part of the diagnostic, um, like, manual for, I'm going to butcher it, but the DSM. Okay. Um, So, yeah, it's very much. Now let's switching into, like, your recovery and the healing process and, like, where you are now and how you got there. When would you say, like if there was a specific moment or if it was more of like a gradual process where you were like, I want to get help for this or like, I want to start healing myself. And like, was it with work, like through therapy or like, was it kind of by like you healed yourself on your own? Like you addressed that you had a problem and like you worked on it by yourself. And also like moving on from that, like in terms of your relationship with food today, like, do you feel like, you act because I feel like I mean with all mental health like I think and I think you see with a lot of like especially people with eating disorders they'll say there's certain they'll go through periods where they're like oh I do notice myself obsessing over food again yeah. or like it'll come it ebbs and flows and whatever like do you ever like do you feel like it's something you have to always work on okay. so I guess I'll answer the second part first um, because healing is not it, like I didn't wake up one day and was like I love myself now like right. You know, it's a you learn you have tools to deal with it better. Also, we'll talk more about that when we get into like the healing part and like what helps me. But um, in terms of actually getting help, I it's honestly a little blurry. But I I don't know at what point I, was, I did start to panic about losing my period because right if you don't menstruate, you can't like get pregnant one day and like. That's something that's very important to me. So, like, oh, so the repercussions really, really bad. Also, you like everything sucks when you, if you if you don't have your period, 
it's a sign that something's really wrong. And your body, when you're in a severe state of stress, shuts down any non-vital functions. So reproduction is not a vital function. Breathing is. You know, like, digestion, well, not even, your digestion definitely gets thrown off, but, like, reproduction is so not important to -to day-to-day life that it's one of the first things to go. Oh, that's so interesting. And I felt like shit. I was definitely always tired. I felt, it's hard to say that I felt weak only because I was riding on a high. Like, that is the best way to explain it. Like, that empty, light feeling. Right fueled me like that was the only thing that motivated me because I was also starving but like I love that feeling so it like helped right you know that's what I'm saying like for you right part of me getting help was like one of the the breaks of my the college breaks of my freshman year I when I was another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, I finally sought out, uh, she was like a eating disorder specific nutrition, nutritional counselor and then she had like a social worker on her team. And so I was working with a couple health professionals and they made me get weighed. Like uh, my parents were then like on board and involved in this whole process. Okay. So how did you get your parents involved? Cause I also do think that's something important that yeah. a lot of people probably struggle with how to deal with that. Especially like, cause again, we're talking about you weren't checked into a facility. No, you weren't a patient somewhere. You didn't, you know, I feel like a and lot it was of more like it sounds like you going to your parents, right? Like, versus... I think I have a problem. Well, no, they were really concerned. Okay, because yeah, walk once us I back started being vocal about the fact, so I'm away to college. I'm like, okay, I'm actually not getting my period now. This is a problem because it's, it's yeah. now six months, five, yeah. six months, and they that concerned them, that concerned me. So, so you were open about, hey, I lost my period. Yeah. So then I'm like, we have to get my period back, but still not thinking I'm gonna have to. Like, gain weight. Gain weight. You were using your period as a scapegoat. Right. Like, yeah. it was just about my period. Right. And me. In your head. Right. And, like, I would, I was open with them about how distressing it was that I hated myself. I hated my body. I hate, like, so, but still, like, I think I was just in such strong denial that I still didn't think it was an eating problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I, every week I would go to the... The, um, this is what what's we were at school. Yeah. Well, what's the the health center? I would yes. go there every week and get weighed, and they would do like they would check. And this was your pa- your parents were involved in this. Yes. I think they would check like my oxygen or something, or no, oh. my blood pressure because okay. I was really that low. Sense. I was naturally like a lower. Yeah, blood, me too. But it was so really <laughs> low, and they would make me like lay down and sit back up, like very carefully, because so. they thought I was going to like get lightheaded. Which would happen sometimes. I get this, like, tingly feeling. Because I, w- I was definitely weak, but, like, in my head, I didn't think of it that way. Right. right. So that's kind of where the recovery journey started. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wasn't committed to it. I was just, like, doing the things that I was told. And, and I- you were still focused on getting your period back versus the yeah. eating part. Yeah. And were you the one who were, like, 
like, was it your parents who were like, do you want to try and see if there's someone you can talk to at school? Or, like, we found this resource that you could use? Or you went out of your way and you were like, I think I need to, like, speak to someone? Or Well, when I went to see that um, therapist, or, no, she's like a nutritional counselor, mm -hmm. she was somebody external at home. And she was like, if you're going to go back to school, I'm monitoring you. And my parents were on board with that because they wanted to take me out of school. Um, oh. But were you on board, like, or did you feel like your parents were, like, forcing you to it's, I, like, liked the attention of it, if that made sense. Like, okay. I remember, I think because I knew something was wrong, so it was, like, maybe having that, like, monitoring and, like, people watching over me, even though I was still going to go restrict and, like, not eat, I would go out to parties and you know how you take, like, a water bottle and fill it with liquor? Yeah. yeah. I would bring a real water, like, it was water. And I would pretend that I was drinking because I didn't want the calories. Yeah, one guy came up to me at a party. And I was friends, and he's like, are you drinking water? Because I wasn't, like, you know how you, when you drink out of the water bottle, you probably make a gross Yeah, face. Like, and you're probably sitting there. <laughs> just sipping in, like, water, like an idiot. And he was like, that's definitely water. I was like, no, it's not. I was so embarrassed. I, I remember. Um, That's another one of those, like, yeah, yeah. So it's like burned my mind. I'm like, yeah. Which is like a whole other issue. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't have been embarrassed to drink water, but No, right. but it was because yeah. there's nothing wrong with going out and drinking water, but if you're gonna go out and pretend you're drinking alcohol, but you're really yes. drinking water, like yeah, make it look like it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I was guzzling it down like water, so it takes some more. <laughs> but um but yeah, so that that's where the healing journey started. Like I was being monitored, but I was still dropping weight, so it was it was a problem. Okay, so you started meeting with these people, and but you were still restricting, like, besides that. So where did it, did, like, they start telling you, like, you need to gain weight? Yeah. When was I on board? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I guess, like, where it got, like, really bad was, like, I got, they threatened to, like, take me out of school and, like, put me in, like, a education program, my parents and the nutritional counselor. And, um, so I had to, like, keep my weight, but, like, I was keeping it up, but it was still, like, way under where it should be. Right. Um, and then I think slowly, okay, sophomore year of college, still didn't have my period. So I'm a year and a half into school. Wow. Still not out of period. Yeah, like, getting, you can get help without really getting help. Right. Um. That's important. Yeah, that's a big one. Like, just because you're in treatment doesn't mean you want to get better or that somebody's right. doing okay. And, and that's actually, I feel like, something really important just in light of everything going on in the world. Like, you should always check up on people because just because they're, like, saying they want help or asking for help or actually getting help doesn't mean they're really getting it. Mm. Um, but, so, I, yeah, I, I'm, like, a year and a half at this point, no period. And I started to freak out and I started to have dreams of, like, these three girls that were my daughters. It would either be the three girls or, like, this one boy. And the, for whatever reason, like, this little boy would, I would, it would wake me up in tears. Like, I would get so emotional about it. And in my dream, it was, like, my son. Right. And I was like, okay, like, honestly, I would rather, like, gain all the weight in the world and, like, have kids one day. And yeah. that was... And that's where, like, so interesting, like, I've never heard, I've honestly never heard someone share, like, an eating disorder story, and that's why they, like, 
Yeah. It became about not me. Like, right. I was never right. going to get better for me. I just got the chills. Like, because I hated I myself too. so much. Right. But I was like, it became about something else. Right. I'm literally getting choked up. This is, like, the one thing that, like, makes me, when I get to this point in my story, like, I get emotional about it. Because it's like, like, one day I'll tell that story to my kid. And so this is pretty much how it went down. Honestly, I couldn't sleep because, like I told you guys, like, if you don't eat, you can't sleep. So I, I would be up at night, and I would be searching for answers. I'm like, I really need to get my period back. And there was a girl on Instagram that I came across that literally, she wrote a book, an e-book called Get Your Period Handbook. And it was oh. about girls just like me who lost their periods and, like, how to get it back. Um, and I bought the e-book. Best $20 I ever spent. <sighs> and I read the ebook like front, like what cover to cover, like in like two days. And she, the, the, the whole premise of the whole thing was like, you were on this end of the spectrum where you were restricting, over exercising. Now you're going to eat even when you have a thought of food. Even if you're not hungry, you have mental hunger. Because mental hunger is a real Such thing a too. Thing. Yeah. Eat. And you're not going to exercise. And what is whole, mental hunger? Um, you might like think of food like, wow, like I could eat right now. But, but you're not feeling physically hungry. I think of it even okay, in a way like, you know, and sometimes you're like talking about food or like watching a sh food show and you're not hungry, like you just ate, but you're like, you become, wait, I want, or like you're thinking a craving almost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like anytime you have a thought of food, like if you want to get a pizza, like eat it. So, you, yeah. So that was basically the premise of the, the whole ebook and had testimonials from other girls and like all this stuff. And I guess I'll say the name of the, the ebook. The, yeah. And the Instagram handle. But the only thing I will say is like, we don't, I don't know if we're going to get to my whole vegan story today, but I was vegan at a point. This girl promotes a vegan diet. I'm not, I promote whatever's best for you. So I don't think vegan is like the one size fits all. There's no right. one size fits all. So I, that's why I'm like just like a little hesitant to say the Instagram handle because although she's amazing, like I don't believe in the diet she eats. Because when I recovered and got my period back, then I still had to deal with the mental side of things. Like I physically right. recovered, you know, and like going back to talking about like you asked if an eating disorder is considered a mental illness, it is. But the funny thing is, it's the one disorder where like you have to face your trigger every day because you have to. Right. It's a very unique type of disorder, and you have to deal with it on two fronts, mentally and physically. So you can heal physically, but then you still have to deal with, like, the mental stuff. Right. Um, so you read the book. Oh, right. So, oh, and, and last thing I'll say about this, this method is called going all in, and we can, well, also, you should look into Stephanie Buttermore, because she documented her whole journey doing this, and wow. it's absolutely incredible. So what going all in is, and what I did was, I just... I ate, like, all day long. I, if I woke up at 2 a.m. and was hungry, I would sit on my bathroom floor because I didn't want to wake my roommates up and make myself a huge bowl of cereal and just eat and then go back to sleep. Like, I ate whenever I thought of food. I stopped exercising. And I sat my roommates out. I was like, do you guys notice anything weird about me? Like, my behaviors and, like, my one friend, Taylor, was like, yeah, you don't get your period. I was like, holy shit. Um, but... I said to them, I'm not going to be going to the gym anymore, and I'm not going to be, I'm going to be eating differently. I just want to, like, let you guys know, because you're going to witness. It's also nice that you did that, because in college especially, it's like, 
do you want to be my gym buddy? I'm going to the gym. Right, I'm right. not going to ask. Right. So I gained 18 pounds in two months. Wow. Yeah. I just, I, I like. You really went all in. Yeah. Now, did your body, like, first of all, did it take a, did it take a minute for you to get, like, an appetite back? Because I'm sure because you were restricting, like, mm. when you go to eat, a, went to eat, like, a bowl of pasta or something, were you able to finish it? Or was it, like, yes. full after Yes, I was right? starving. Oh, I was wow. so hungry. But digestion was really hard. Like, my stomach would blow up like a balloon after I ate because it was, like, it didn't know what to do with all the food. Right. And I, I actually think what happened was my metabolism sped up. So, like, the first week or two, like, I think I lost weight. Because I oh. actually felt extra lean. Because, like, I was finally going to the bathroom and things were – my metabolism was, like, revving up. Right. And then finally, like, the weight started to come on. And the whole idea with all in is you hit, like, um, an overshoot weight. So your body, like, finally starts to feel safe again and, like, puts on all this weight. Right. And then eventually you go back down to a set point. And this – and the set point happens naturally with you just fueling your body every day with whatever, you know – whatever you, eating whenever you're hungry, eating whatever you want. So, right, like, that's normal that a lot of people who go from, like, having an eating disorder or even just any type of unhealthy eating or depriving themselves, once they start eating normally or eating more, you put on the weight very quickly because it's, like, your body's almost, like, storing it because they're, like, it's, like, scared. Like, I feel like when I've heard people talk about it, they're, like, your body's, like, scared you're going to starve it again, that it starts storing it so quickly that you put on weight really quickly, but doesn't mean that's, like, your new or normal weight necessarily. Right. And the only th the reason I, like, made that disclaimer of, like, I wouldn't tell anyone to do this, I probably would, honestly, but I'm not, I'm not going to go and give that as, like, a blanket piece of advice because, one, there's something called refeeding syndrome. Like, this can be dangerous to just all of a sudden eat whatever you want. Like, some right. people... You know, if you're if you were doing this under the the care of a mental health professional, like they wouldn't they would do it in incrementally, right? Because that is the safer way to do it. So I just want to like be very clear about that. But that's not my story. So that's mm -hmm. just not what I'm sharing, right? Um, but yeah, it's technically should be done in a controlled manner. But I right. I, I went all in, followed this ebook from this girl on Instagram, and I got my period back after two months. Wow. Yeah. So like once really? I gained those 18 pounds, I got it back. And it was what like was that like, like the, when you got it, like, uh, yeah. do you remember getting it? Yes. And I, I like, I like still, I remember it. And I also like wrote a journal entry about it. So I like really like had that moment, um, like well, well kept, but I just, I was home for, I think winter break and yeah, it was winter break. So it was January 15th and I just started, like, screaming. Right. And my dad, which, like, obviously you don't really talk to like, <laughs> the men in your family about your period, but it was, like, such a thing. He was so excited. Oh. We were all so excited. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, like, a few days later, the anxiety set in, so I'm like, oh, I don't get it next month. But I was right. ready. Right wow. away. And that's not always everyone's story either, but, like, for whatever reason, this all-in really worked for me like I just it became regular again right and like I had to learn you know then that semester I went back to college like looking very different than I did the semester before and I remember one night like my 
button on my pants and literally flew across the room. Because it didn't fit me anymore. So what was that like the effect of that on your like mental state? Like what was how was it getting used to like what your new body and your new norm? It was like in the beginning it was like exciting. Okay. But then you know once you get back to like the day to day, I realized I still had an eating disorder mentally. Right. So at this point did you accept that it was an eating disorder? Yes, and even long before that I did, like, when I decided, like, leading up to me deciding I was going to go go all in and having those dreams, I was like, it's something's wrong, like, I, yeah. I didn't know that I have an eating disorder, um, but to be honest, like, when even when I had met you, Kate, like, I was really struggling with body image the remainder of college, like, the college years are not, like, great for me, because it just, I feel like it was like, interwoven with so much self-hatred and, like, just such dissatisfaction with myself. And I was single all throughout college. And not that that means anything, because many people are, but, like, I never even really had, like, a fling with anyone. Or it's like, almost like when you don't love yourself. Yes. You be capable of giving that to someone else. Yes. So, like, I just, I remember being so, like, lonely because, like, I couldn't, I couldn't connect with anyone on a deeper level because I didn't like myself. So you right. have to be able to connect with yourself wow. first. So, regaining your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my favorite part of, like, I feel the like story. You're, there's different stages. Yeah. In, like, your recovery. Yeah. Well. Because, again, like, anything sort of has so many components to it. It's yeah. not right. just, like, you know. The, it's not just, like, you gain weight and it goes away. Right. The physical part is so much easier because yeah. it's, like, Okay, great. I you eat, you can make yourself eat, eat or not eat, but like mental stuff is like there's so many layers to it, right? Um, but I'm like a very extreme person. Not that that's a good thing, and obviously it led me to an eating disorder. But in my recovery, like going all in, it really helped me physically and then mentally. When I graduated college, I took away every crutch I had.